Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the QBO show, August 22nd. Hope you're hanging in there, doing great even. It's 2 o'clock Pacific and 5 Eastern. My name is Woody Adams, a longtime product specialist with Intuit. And though Intuit's not affiliated with the show, any of my opinion, statements, or views might not necessarily reflect theirs. So that being said, it's Stacy and I today. So I hope you're having a great one and listening out throughout the week. So, Stacy, what's going on? How you been? Uh, I'm going to start the chat. That's what's going on. Yeah. I'm starting the chat because I always forget the chat and not today. I'm on it. Maybe. Oh, I forgot to, I forgot to tell you like, uh, twice, two or three times when Richard and I were doing the show last time, I called him rich. (laughs) Did you? I bet he really, I apologize. I bet he likes that. On on air, but even, uh, someone in the chat, uh, caught it. I know. So terrible. Okay, Richard, really Richard, Richard. That's only going to get worse. Richard, Richard, not Richard. For, Richard. for others, man, my mind is just, I don't know what is going on. <laughs> but I should know and that And not just for now. Richard. No. And did you notice that the intro to the show, which is the same one we've had since, like, 2010, it's nine seconds long. Yeah. That guitar riff. It's pretty sweet. It is nine seconds long. Yeah. It goes a lot faster. I look forward to it every time. Yeah. Cool. And, Isn't that uh, a friend of yours? Wasn't it a buddy of yours or something? Yeah, I was just going to say, the person, my friend Ron Kippen, um, he's a huge Rush fan as well. Um, He's the one who did the guitar for us. And uh, funny, he's also, he's actually not, I've always known him as a drummer, like an amazing drummer. He was voted Mm. like Detroit's best drummer by Metro Times Magazine a few times in like the late 80s, early 90s. I'm dating myself, my age here. Um, he was uh, the drummer in the band that played at our wedding. Uh, he, like I said, he's a huge Rush fan like me. Um, we used to go out to the bars, maybe have, uh, maybe get a little overserved occasionally, and then everybody would go home and disperse. And then I would wake up in the morning and I would have like these 3 a.m. Uh, text like voicemails on my cell phone um, of him just drunkenly reciting Rush lyrics. Uh, and it was pretty great. Um, but he is actually, um, I don't think he drinks anymore, um, but he is actually Eric's drum teacher. Eric has been taking drum lessons, and Ron oh, is cool. his, um, yeah, and he loves it. So we have a little drum kit now in the basement, and uh, Eric's taking drum lessons. But yeah, so that's that. That's the uh, that's the story behind the intro. Well, it's a cool riff. Yeah, there you go. it's been there for been there since the beginning. Uh, awesome. Yeah, nine. I don't think it's changed much. Nine same years. Position. And same with same with Eric Buskett and Laser. That's been there since like 2012 or something. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Enjoy it. Um, so we're talking so, uh, user permissions. Yeah, we're talking about today. today. Is that what we're doing? In user advanced, permissions and QBO advanced. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I wanted to preface this because we know, like essentials like simple start doesn't really matter because there's no really user permissions there because it's one user right and then self-employed doesn't yeah. matter either because again it's one user so really it's just three of the qbs few levels so essentials plus and now advanced where this would apply 
user permissions or restricting yeah. user access. And we're, and we're not talking about QBOA. We can talk about that another day. This is just literally your client's user restrictions, QBO. And mm-hmm. forever the, the story was, obviously, Pro, Premier, and, uh, you know, Enterprise, of course, because they got roles and all that stuff. But Pro, Premier, I, you know, it's like nine different pages you go through if you remember back in the day and you're setting up a user and, you know, some good flexibility on what they can do around transactions, reports only, you know, stuff like that. So more robust, certainly. But QBO, even though fundamental user restrictions for essentials and up, the one gap that I saw a lot was if you – Stacey, you made me a salesperson, and I'm entering invoices and sales receipts. And you also say, hey, Woody, I want you to be able to receive payments against those open invoices. Great. And I need you to make deposits, too. You'd have to make me an all-user in order for the deposit piece, or just you'd have to do the deposits yourself. But if I'm an all-user, even though I can shut off payroll access, I still can see a balance sheet, P&L, registers, right? Well, I don't know. So, I mean. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, that's, that's because, what it is. You, like, oh, the all user has oh, okay. all that access, right? So, to me, that's the, that was a rhetorical question, sorry. That was, like, that's oh, okay. the problem. That's the gap. It's like, why would you want to let me see everything just to be able to make a deposit to, like, final, fully close the AR flow, if you will, right? Um you wouldn't want to do that. And that was the gap. And it would literally prevent people from going to QBO. Right. Cause yeah, that I was the gap in like plus being, is what yeah. you're saying, right? Like plus and yeah. essentials. Yeah. Essentials. Yeah. Total. But that's so, been solved. Adva- yeah. What's that? <laughs> Who's fault? <laughs> right. It's been solved in advance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you said fault. Whose fault is that right now? Oh, oh, well, in that case, let's dig into that. <laughs> Whose fault is it? Let's pinpoint that person on the dev team who made that choice. <laughs> and as far as I know, since 2009, which is when the first time I've been using QBO, I know you've had six years after you started using it. And you're like, what do you use Chrome? Use Chrome. So, Anyway, that's been my QBO story, Chrome and QBO. And so that is the gap you're solving for. Though I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff would be cool for user permissions on to solve. And one day, I, I believe that they I will say that there are a couple other gaps that Advanced yeah. solves, at least for, for, my, <laughs> for yeah. my clients. Yeah. And one of them is um, they – I have uh, some clients who – I have one specific client, and QBO Plus, this is the reason why they moved from Plus to Advanced, and it's solely because of this user permission. It's the ability to say, I want to create a custom user, and I just want them to be able to enter estimates. So when you go wow. in and you That's do right. this, you can yeah. get that granular, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And they moved to advance simply for that reason. Now, I have another client who, so just so everybody knows, when you go create a, a user, you can choose to assign, you can say, hey, I want to create a new user. And if you click on custom user and then click next, you have four little sections, right? You have banking, sales, expenses, and reports. I can go in and I can say, I want somebody to be a report-only user, and I can say I want them just to say have sales and customer reports or expense and vendor reports or both. 
with the, or I can say, I just want them to be able to go in and create bank deposits. You can just have someone who the only thing they can do is enter bank deposits. Do you have, is that something that happens? Is that a real scenario? I mean, would someone just do deposits and not the other stuff? I, I'm going to say in, I have had my practice since 2003 and I've never experienced, I've never had a client who needed to have a user who was only allowed to create deposits. Yeah, but I was just wondering if that was the thing. <laughs> I I haven't experienced this use case, but you can do it if you need to. And I think the reason no, wait, why. Wait, 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 let's expand the story a bit. Hey, Woody, what do you do for Facebook? Oh, I just make bank deposits. You mean a QBO? Yeah, yeah. I just go to the plus. Oh, I'm trying to make bank deposits. Wait a minute. That's it? I'm like, yeah, it's a great job. I love it. Super good at it. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I, I support my whole family. I support my whole family. I'm a, I'm a, uh, no, but I love it. I'm a deposit, I'm a deposit success manager. <laughs> That's awesome. No, but I love it because it at least to tie off my original story and then sorry, I got, I'm just my mind again is just not thinking and um, like A to B to C to D recently, but anyway. If I'm that salesperson, remember, and then I'll let Stacey uh, do the rest because she'll, she'll land this plane for sure. But that plus user, I just want to be a salesperson that can do invoices, receive payments, but can't make deposits. But then Stacey's not going to do me the all user because that's not acceptable, right? In advance, right. I can. She can click all sales transactions or just invoices and then bank deposits, but probably all sales transactions, because I'm assuming I'll be receiving payments against the invoices. So that is solved with right. advance. Um, and then you can even also, I noticed too, Stacey, you can, you can prevent me from seeing the reports too. I mean, the sales-related reports. I mean, obviously the custom user doesn't see payroll or company financial summary reports. It's either sales or expense reports related. But you could just have me uh, not see any reports. And I was logged in in right. Firefox's Abbey, with this thing, and all I have in the left-hand panel is dashboards, receipts, sales, projects. I guess I can do project tracking, taxes, which is like a little bit limited in sales tax. And under the plus sign, I just have invoice estimate, and then uh, you know receive payment estimate, credit memo, sales receipt, that time entry, and the customer statement. And I can even do the batch invoicing, which is another feature of you know multiple invoices, another feature of uh, advanced, but. There's no reports tab, right? There's no banking tab. Right. Um, settings is, is wicked limited. Like I just have, you know, a sales setting. Everything else is you don't have permission. And so it's it's cool. I mean, that's I think this is totally viable. I know I was kidding with the bank deposit thing. Pretty funny, but right, I mean, I literally, I think this, I would like to have this in plus. I mean, for me, I mean, because. You, you know, you're going to have that salesperson, but they also need to make deposits or else then, Stacey, you know, you have to remember to go in and do that because I received like 25, 30 payments this week and you're like, ah, oh, crap, right? You're going home and you're like, crap, right? I, not that it's a big deal. Plus sign, make deposits, check right. them off, boom. But still, anyway, I like this. I like this too. I have some issues with, I mean, I'm very excited that there are a little more there's more to the user. So like you said, you can say all sales transactions 
So I can I can set you as just my deposit success manager and only give you access to create deposits, right? So I can have you be my VSM if I want. Um, or what I like is I can say all sales transactions, and then I can also say bank deposits so that you can take it, you can take that workflow all the way through. Or I can say all sales transactions, leave bank deposits unchecked so that you're just entering the transactions and then somebody else has to go in and make the, um, the, the deposit, right? So the other thing that we have with sales is you can give no access. You can do what you said, which is all sales transactions, products, customers, blah, blah. But then there's another little button where you can check, select the types of transactions um, and include products and services, so item list and customer list. And so with this one, I have a bit of an issue because it says select the types of sales transactions and it only gives me the option to do invoices and estimates and sales receipt gets left out in the cold. So if uh, I'm a business who is, yeah. So if I'm really? a business who works mainly on oh, sales like, receipts, not sales in there. Receipt, right. Got it. It's not there. So if I, like I used to have a client who sold watches online and all they did, and so they would have a lot of phone orders. So they would be on the phone. This tells me, like, if I wanted to give someone access and they were just, like, an order, like, they were just working the phones and taking orders, I wouldn't be, they would have to do a two-step process. They would have to do the invoice and then, but I don't know that they would be able to do the receive payment. So I have to give them all access to everything, all sales transactions. So I think it's almost there right, as far as the sales access, but we don't have sales receipts. I was gonna, yeah, and also delayed charge. Delayed charge is also on the no list if you're just doing invoices. Right. So, so you kind of, I no, mean, I, I can I see if you popular. have somebody who, I don't either. I love delayed charges. But maybe they didn't have a lot of people who were asking to do sales receipts, and that's not why it's here, or that's why it's not here. But I just think it's odd that you can choose estimates, just estimates or just invoices, but you can't choose sales receipts. Yeah, so you'd have to keep so – I mean, I still like the bullet of all sales transactions. That's cool, right? And then, But that's good to know. If you too. are going to limit them just to invoices – Remember that you won't see sales receipt as a plus sign option or, or an option to add. And, you know, there's a larger thing with sales receipts here that I think that um, we need to just keep pushing up uh, to, to just into it as a whole. I get the whole invoicing thing, but for you and a lot of your peers and friends that do this, you're not doing a lot of AR. No, you're doing recurring sales receipts, like with QuickBooks mm-hmm. payments, right? You're trying to automate getting mm-hmm. paid. I mean, whenever possible, like that's mm-hmm. really where the trend is tracking, not invoicing. So I'd want to see sales rights, but also what I really want for sales receipts, if anybody in, is listening, is, you know, when you go create a recurring invoice, you can uh, include unbilled activity. There's a checkbox for that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I, you can't I, add delayed charges to sales time. receipts. Right. You can't add unbilled activity, which would include delay charges and sales receipts. So, you know, if, if Stacy, I'm just put together this monthly sales receipt for you for this, this, and this I'm doing, but then throughout the month, 
I'll tag other stuff that I spent time on, right? Because you're going to bill you for exactly. everything. Exactly. Right? So we agreed on we agreed on this much a month plus anything extra I do for you. Like it would be a great workaround for change orders. I actually you want to know? I have a use talk case. About that. Yeah. I have a use case for that that happened ex- specifically today. I have a client who we've been doing their books monthly sales receipt, automated sales receipt, charges their card, charges their card the first of the month. Just today, she asked me if I could remap all of her, uh, each individual employee to separate uh, accounts and her charter accounts from IOP because she uses IOP, Interdollar Payroll for Payroll, and it's all going into this generic wage account. She's like, this isn't helping me. So I have these, I, she has a new, she has charter accounts. She's, these employees are associated with these charter, these accounts. And so that's above and beyond what our scope of work is. I'm more than happy to do it for her. But what I would like to be able to do is add that is this exact situation is say, okay, I spent three hours doing this and I'm billing this. Our engagement letter says anything outside of the scope of our engagement letter, I bill you hourly for it. She said, yes, go ahead and do that. Now, what I would love to be able to do is just set it up as a delayed charge and have my sales receipt on the first of the month on September 1st, pick up those pick delayed up. charges of that delay. Exactly. Yeah. And then add it to it, but it won't. So what I have to do is I'm going to, when I finish this project, I have to go in, create an invoice, receive the payment and do like three times the work that I should be. I should be able just to go in and put in the time and then have my sales receipt, pick it up. Yeah. But that's all. They'll just say yeah. you should pick so it yeah, up too. There I should be a checkbox. I totally dig it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So that's like my for, uh, enhancement requests from myself. You know, it's one of my main ones because I'm a lot of like monthly. I'm doing this Beyond the Basics then, and it, this Beyond the Basics group webinar. It's mostly on on project tracking and project costing. You know, right. project features, service space businesses, that kind of stuff. But I always go in and talk about how you can automate invoicing. And I know we're getting off the track of, of advanced, by the way, advanced doesn't do any of this any better than plus just so you guys know. But anyway, so yeah. there's a global setting, yeah. right? That we know that you're probably not using a lot because any customer with any unbuilt activity, QBO will just create these invoices, whatever. And that setting's been in there forever. And then to make it more right. customer specific, you do a recurring. And in our case, we have to do an invoice. It would be sweet to do a sales receipt. So, you know, that's, that's, we're neither here nor there one day, hopefully, because I just feel like we're all trying to get away from invoicing. So it makes sense, right? Yeah. But. So we have expenses. Anything else? We're going back to users. Yeah. Well, with the users, yeah. we also have a checkbox that says all expense transactions. And here's the other thing where I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm very excited about all the user permissions in advance. But what I don't understand is if I have the act, the ability to say no access, all sales transactions, or a couple, like just some sales transactions, why don't I have that option? Because I have another client who really wants, would like to be able to give someone access just to create purchase orders. They have a lot of um, outside salespeople, and they have had to give them basically access and then give them a, a, like custom access to have all expense, all vendor, you know, all purchase transactions. When they don't need that, they don't need the ability to enter a vendor bill or enter uh, an expense or a check. Um, and so why do I not have the same options with expenses as I do with sales? So I would like to see no access, all expense transactions, or select the type of expense transactions and be able to choose 
just purchase orders, purchase oh, orders yeah, and bills. Right. right. I get and all of so them. I think that I'm looking at the uh, yeah. So article. I think that that yeah. is something that would be really lovely to have in uh, advance. And you know, it's one of those things where maybe that's coming, maybe that's down the road, or maybe they just haven't uh, gotten enough requests for it, uh, so they don't see a need. But regardless, I, I'm just confused as to why I have the options for sales, yeah. but I don't have the similar options on the on the AP side of that or the purchase transact or right. side of that. So, no, and, and for, I, for me, I think so. The two user things I think were helpful, and so I'm just grateful for these two things. And I, yes, I believe more will come. Is the no payroll access checkbox on the all user at just essentials pro and plus? I think that was great. I um, love that. And then it, I absolutely it, love that. Yeah, it, at least I have now with advance the ability to make it a positive and do the rest of the sales workflow, but not have access to be an all user. And I think that's a, a big gap too. It's solving for. And then we'll just continue to, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll get more granular in here. But right? I mean, I believe that's the goal with advance is just more feature set, more granularity. So, yeah, pretty cool. My question to you <laughs> yeah. is um, if I'm in essentials or plus or advanced and I choose um, standard user, when mm-hmm. do I ever use the, um, you know, how you can pin, you can choose the, um, the, uh, what they have access to, and there's an option that says no access. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right. The no access user, the none. Yeah. None. So I've actually, when am I using I, that? I did a. I think I did a silent movie on user permissions a while back, and then I was doing a write-up. The silent movie totally failed. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, but it really wasn't. Some <laughs> people complained because there was so much negative language on the windows because, like, sorry, you can't view this. Sorry, you can't view this. Sorry, you can't view this that it was causing people to, to like have a, like a reaction, like a depression almost. <laughs> like, I need to see that video. Do you still have it? I need to uh, see that. Sarah, I don't know. I'm, I might've had to delete it. Let me see if I can find it. But it was like a minute and a half long and it was just watching the mouse go by without any audio. I don't know what I was thinking. Silent movies were a thing of the past probably for a reason. Right. But I thought it was pretty hilarious and I was laughing when I was watching it. Um, anyway, the nun, I think I did test out. Tested out the nun. And Stace, I don't know if you'd be surprised as to what happens when you create a standard user nun access, but they have like no access to anything in the QVO file. <laughs> and you can log none? in. You mean there's, there's none yeah. access? <laughs> you so can weird. log in. You can, yeah, you can just be logged in. But you don't really get to to do anything. <laughs> Which I think is just part of the humor for me in QBO that I hope I don't I hope know. remove it. I also do because awesome. and I'm gonna tweet it out because it's my favorite thing because I don't understand I don't understand when what you're gonna you use this. I don't get I don't get the use case. Well, when you tweet, <laughs> true. When you tweet it out, please ask. Hey, does anybody have a client that's ever used this? Because we want to know, and we want to know why. What's the use? That would be awesome. It's such a dicky, passive-aggressive user invite. Like, I'm gonna invite you to QuickBooks, but 
I don't really want any to do anything. Like, I, it's not even you. It's not even like a view only, I don't think. Oh, my. It's awesome. I'll try to find the silent movie, though. I'm going to try to find it. Okay, I want to see. Uh, I got some feedback. Okay, wait. Like, uh, would, would you can't actually share that one. Generally. All right. So hopefully I didn't delete yeah. it. So. so I wait. Before we go, I have one thing that I'm thinking about this. Would it be maybe, maybe your, first of all, two questions. Does the, does the standard user with non-access count as a paid user? <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to do some testing because I'm not gonna remember. <laughs> but you know what? Because it's it's a user, it's got to be an active user. I bet it does. That would be an awesome irony. I gotta I gotta test that out. And then I will. <laughs> and then the other thing is, I'm wondering, could it possibly be you have to add this like maybe a Go payment user or a mobile payment user? Oh, maybe. Here, I'm going to do it now. We got like five minutes. Let me, I'm changing okay. Abby's uh, to QBOV because I can have 11 users. Uh, I have 11 users in that advanced file. And that's the other thing cool about, we're talking about managed users. Everybody knows you can have up to 25 users in advance. Now that, that is, there's totally right. a use case for that. I mean, there's, we're, we're having fun yeah. and, and joking on some of these things, but even, but this one is super viable, right? So over six users, it's, it's advanced. So I have 11 and you can actually have three accounting firms, which is interesting. I have just the two, but I have another slot I could invite another firm to, you know, for other yeah. networking. But that's the other thing, too. I, I always forget yeah. is you have the three accounting firms. That's pretty great. Right. And that was pretty that was pretty new when we did that, I think. So I'm going to go in as Abigail to this file and see what none does. Because I just remember when I was doing the the movie for this, I was just I was having so much fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I couldn't even talk to see what they have. Okay. Because the funny thing is, you see, as a non-user, I have like a dashboard. I have banking, <laughs> sales, uh, workers, reports. Uh, um, taxes, accounting, I have all that stuff, but every single page, and this is why I think they, that I, I you know, hey, you, you got to take this down, is because every page says, we're sorry, you don't have access rights to view this data, and it says, contact your company administrator, and then it'll list out anybody else who's an admin or above that could uh, change your user restrictions. But it's so funny because it okay. shows all of the menu items, except the plus sign is totally blank like all faded out, right, plus sign. So okay. you have customers, vendors, employees, other, but it's all faded out. And then, um, interestingly enough, <laughs> wait a minute, I can import data as an non-user. I can import a chart of accounts, customer, yeah. I can import a chart of accounts, customers. I can. I can import, no, I can't do invoices. All right. So there's some list import. Um, see here, I can go to. No, see, it's just all, all everything just says we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. Right. So. Uh, you know, oh my gosh, that is so funny. But it goes back to your point: is like maybe 
you know, priority circle. I, I can act priority circle maybe for training. So maybe you would invite me. And, and again, I'm new to the, the firm. We're using advanced. You could invite me as a non-user just to go do some training as in getting up to speed. And then you would go in and open up some of the other areas of QBO advanced to me or QBO to me, you know, but, uh, I yeah. mean, maybe, but, but I, I mean, if you can't do anything, yeah, I'm adding on non-user. I just, I guess I don't. <clears throat> no, I know. I guess I mean, I'm just probably really the only thing I can think of is sure. that it would be maybe they have to be a user to access um, to access Go payment. I mean, is that could that be it? Oh, maybe. So just someone there for the something. Yeah. Something there for the. I love it. Something. I love it. On that note, yeah. the non-user. It's good stuff. I mean, honestly, though, this was really supposed to be about like users in QBO Advanced. There's really nice user features. I want to preface that for our last minute. Oh, I no, also we covered that. Neat, neat.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neat.com yes. is also our sponsor, um, N-E-A-T. Uh, we're going to have them on next month. We're going to do an interview with, um, with them and talk just about document management. Um, and I think that that is, uh, I mean, that's it for our show. I think that's a, that's a good show. I haven't talked to you in ages. Yeah, let's look at yeah, the video. And I'll post the non-user screenshot on the Twitters, too. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, we're not, I mean, I, it's good for us all to know. And, and anybody in the chat room, anybody watching this, they're not going to be doing the non-user. And I'd love to know if someone right. has a scenario for that, other than training, I would love to know. <laughs> Yeah, me too. That's awesome. All right. All right. I will just say this and then we'll go. Have a great couple weeks, everyone. Take care.